pickleball is exploding throughout the U.S. and Canada. I was wondering how the sport is doing in other parts of the world. So today I have on the show Karen Mitchell from PickleballEngland.org. Let's get to the intro so you can hear about how pickleball is growing in England and their organization's goals for the future. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Okay, today I would like to welcome to the podcast, Karen Mitchell. Hi, Lynn. So Karen, I brought you onto the show today because you are affiliated with Pickleball in England, and you actually have a site, I think it's pickleballengland.org, is that right? That is right. It's been going for uh, a couple of years now, actually. In fact, the company was registered in uh, November of uh, 2018, and we officially launched in January of 2019. So we're just coming up to two years. And the reason I mention that is that's a magic period, because after you've got two years of accounts, you can then get recognized by the Sport England and, and when I talk about recognition, I mean as the governing body for the sport of pickleball. So the other two two years of accounts and then the other criteria is having over 750 members. And as we've got over 1,300 members, you know, we're looking good on both criteria now. So it's very exciting. Well, that's that's tremendous and that's excellent growth. How did you get introduced to pickleball? Let's start there and then we'll move more back to Pickleball England. Okay, well, I started playing pickleball in, I think it was February of 2015. I was putting my bins out in the street for collection and some neighbours were walking up the, the road in tracksuit bottoms. Now, given they were over 60 at the time, that took my notice. I said, where are you off to? And they said, we're playing pickleball in the village hall. And you know how that goes. Pickle what? <laughs> and so they asked me to go over the road to um, take a look at the game. I had a go, instantly hooked. And they played every Wednesday afternoon. And I was there every Wednesday afternoon, you know, couldn't wait to play. In the October of that year, I met my husband my now husband, and I introduced him to the game in, in November, and he was similarly hooked. So given that we both love playing and we're both quite competitive, we then started you know, going around to tournaments and things like that. And it was at that point, our first tournament, that we discovered we'd only been playing on a um, cut-down size court. It wasn't a full-size badminton court we'd been playing on. So it was quite interesting, that first tournament. We were, you know, thrashed, (laughs) but we learned a lot. Well, you must have had some really good accuracy if you were playing on a smaller court. Yeah, I think we had good accuracy, but we weren't used to, you know, running quite so far back. And in fact, the biggest difference is that the non-volley zone wasn't seven feet as it is on a full-size court. It was actually smaller than that. So I was very good at the non-volley zone in the village hall. But as soon as that translated to a big court with my short arms, I wasn't very good at all. So that took some getting used to. Well, that's really interesting that you came from playing on a small court. How did you get started with Pickleball England? Was that, were you one of the people who actually got that site and the organization started? 
I was one of two, yes. My colleague Frank Arico and I started Pickleball England together. And then that was, as I say, we launched it in January of 2019. And by the August of 2019, we were joined by six regional directors. So there are now eight people on the board of directors driving that growth and activity all around England. Frank had previously been on a board of directors for other companies, so he had the experience of being on the board. I'd worked for a big corporation in marketing and new product development, so our talents you know, gelled very well. We, we could divide and conquer in terms of the development. Frank set up the website, but I did the content for it and uh, you know, been adding content you know, virtually every week, updating it over the last couple of years. And so besides the website, how have you been able to promote the sport to grow it to the level that it's already at in England? So we went live with the website in January 2019. And as I said, you know, people who had encouraged us to start Pickleball England, they forwarded our email, our launch email along to their club members. And we were very lucky to get, you know, a good number of people sign up straight away, which actually gave us, you know, something to talk about and to, to go out to clubs and, and start talking to them about the benefits of membership. We were very lucky as well that the online shop UK Pickable shop they actually gave us a discount to give to members so that you know people signed up they had a reason for being a member and we also had managed to negotiate a club insurance for member clubs so with with some benefit for signing up and with it being free of charge we hit the ground running you know in terms of gaining members and then you know whenever there was a an event we went up along to the event and talked about Pickleball England at that to sort of gain membership. And we also held our first tournament in the August of that year, which was the English Open. And we had something like 320 odd people turn up to that tournament, very successful event. And I think that everyone that played in England um, that came along to that event was a member of Pickleball England. So, you know, we, 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 gain some momentum very quickly. After that, it's really been our regional directors that have been doing the face-to-face membership drives. And we've, you know, been putting things out on our website to try and encourage people and Facebook page, et cetera, to try and encourage people to join. And as I say, we've got over 1,300 members, which given that we think there's about 4,000 players you know, in in England at the moment, we think that that's a a very good conversion rate. We can do better, but COVID is stopping us, you know, going out there really as much as we would have done otherwise. Right. And I think you said currently the UK is in lockdown. Is that correct due to COVID? England is in lockdown. Yes. There was a big spike um, in the last few weeks. And so the government decided that they would put in a one month circuit break to try and uh, address that. So we're one week into that as of tomorrow. And then in the summer, did you see the sport growing or were people kind of holding back in terms of not necessarily coming out to the courts due to COVID? Because of COVID, we had a lockdown from March through to I want to say July. I might I might be wrong there. I, I certainly know that we were able to start playing 
pickleball outdoors from about July time. It might have been the end of, of June, but, you know, around that time. And actually, it's, isn't it funny that when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. The one great thing about COVID is that because we couldn't play indoors for a long time, because the leisure centres didn't open up until about August time, I think it was, because we couldn't play indoors, lots of people were going out and talking to tennis clubs about playing pickleball there. And so a number of places to play happened around the, uh, the country just because of COVID. And I think that now that English players have got used to playing outdoors, I think that in the summer they'll want to always play outdoors because there's nothing like it really, is there? No, I agree completely. I, like I had mentioned, I just really started playing outdoors when I went to California in January and um, spent about three weeks playing outside and really came to enjoy it. So in terms of prior to COVID, were many players in England traveling to the States to play at all? I'm just trying to get a sense of the level of play and maybe how it compares to the States. So we've got some really competitive players in this country and, you know, people who are competitive, they're willing to travel around. So there have been tournaments in Europe uh, that people have traveled to. And then there are our U.S. tournaments. Louis and Thadia are top uh, players in England. Uh, I think they've been to the Nationals, Texas Open. I think they've been to the U.S. Open as well. So, you know, they're very serious about the sport and want to play as much as possible. And so they're willing to travel. At the moment, none of us can go to the U.S. because we're we're banned from coming into the U.S., (laughs) basically. Yeah, I think pretty much everybody's banned (laughs) coming into the U.S. right now due to COVID. Exactly. (laughs) So any sense of how pickleball is growing in the rest of Europe? It sounds like there is definitely some international play. Oh, yeah, there is. I I mean, for the last few years, there have been tournaments in Europe. I think Finland, Holland, France, Spain, Germany have all hosted international tournaments. And then there have been local tournaments in other countries as well. There's also a, a European Federation that has been set up earlier this year which has got uh, a board of uh, directors that is made up from the Czech Republic, France, Finland, UK, because Leo's based in England. Oh, and Scotland. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't forget our Scottish players. So so that federation started earlier this year. And, and, you know, they will have been affected uh, by COVID. You know, I think they they actually formed in August. But of course, there's been no tournaments for them to connect with players and talk more about it. So they've set themselves up on social media and a website's being built at the moment. But I'm sure that they will really help to promote pickleball across Europe and hopefully for it to expand into countries that are not playing it right now. And you had mentioned you were coming up on the two-year mark and we're meeting the criteria to become the governing body in England for pickleball. What does that mean and what are the plans for the organization going forward? That's a great question. The reason why we want to be 
recognized as the governing body is that first of all it means that the sport is then recognized by sport england and you then can tap into funding so at this moment in time even if a club wants to try and tap into funding if it went to sport england it wouldn't um, necessarily get uh, funded i have heard of an exception uh, but that is the exception rather than you know the rule but you know when you're a recognized sport all sorts of funding opportunities open up, not just from Sport England, but also from charities and, you know, the like. So, you know, at this moment in time, the growth of the sport has really been due to enthusiastic individuals doing what they do. Whereas, you know, when funding opportunities are available, then, you know, you can actually do much more and, you know, cast your net much wider. And in terms of our growth plans, the board of directors met in January and put together goals. And we agreed a goal, a five-year goal of 25,000 members by 2025. Now, obviously, that was before we knew about COVID. So whether 2025 is a realistic number or a realistic date now, I'm not sure. But, you know, we wanted a bold, audacious um, target so that we could, you know, develop plans to meet that target. And, you know, most of our plans will be around grassroots, trying to sort of um, put coaching in place, developing people within the clubs that can coach, reaching out to schools and universities and other places, uh, you know, where we can promote the sport. Because, you know, one of the things that we really believe in is the health benefits of uh, pickleball. And so, you know, we really want to make sure that we continue with the um, growth in the over 50s, you know, doing pickleball, but also go to schools and the like to get a much younger profile of player in place. Because if this game is really going to grow, that's where we need to target in order that, you know, people start young and will continue to play it for the rest of their lives. When you first mentioned your future goals, I was thinking, Wow, that's aggressive to go from your membership base now to 25,000 in in five years. But I commend you, like you said, for setting that bold bold target. Sorry, there are um, ways to do it. You know, I hate to mention COVID, but, you know, that whole virus analogy is a good one for actually how you can meet a target of 25,000 really because you know if every person talks about it to two or three people just think you know how the numbers can really rapidly increase and initiatives like World Pickable Day that happened on the 10th of October in normal circumstances is an ideal opportunity to really be able to talk about the game and get people to do taster sessions for free. And, you know, think about the cumulative effect of five years of that type of activity. And you that, that audacious plan doesn't seem quite so audacious now, you know? Right. And one of the things I know that really helps grow the game here in the U.S. are pickleball ambassadors. Do you have that now or are they in your plans? So there are pickleball ambassadors that are linked to the IFP already in uh, the country. We've got our six regional directors and we have been requesting players to sign up to be county representatives. And there are, I think there's about 
50 counties in the UK. I'm, I'm just guessing that actually, I, I don't know, um, it's off the top of my head. But you know, there are there are double digit counties in England, and we've asked for representatives for each of those counties, and probably half of them have um, already been filled. And you know, we hope over time to get that into the other counties as well. And then you know, after we've done county representatives, we'll probably have something like the ambassadors. But, you know, truly every player could be an ambassador, really. Well, I have just a couple questions to finish up the podcast today. The first one is, which paddle do you use and why? I have been playing with a top elongated paddle, the long top anyway, Reacher, that's it, top reacher. And the reason I've been playing with that paddle is that I'm five foot tall and I really need that extra reach. And it's nice and light and I can I can get a good play from that. My paddle is a couple of years old, so I am testing out a couple of other paddles at the moment, but that has been my paddle for the last couple of years. And then if somebody wants to get in touch with you, where's the best place to contact you? They can write to me, Karen at pickableengland.org, or they can go along to our website, pickableengland.org, and there's a a contact us tab on that website. And also, I'm very active on Facebook, so can reach out to me on Facebook, and I will respond to the, the comments and questions on Facebook for the Pickable England page as well. Well, great, Karen. I really appreciate having you on the podcast today. Very interesting to hear about the growth of pickleball in England, and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you, Lynn, for having me. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 